brought to you by Mystic Lubricants, developed in real-world conditions for real-world work. Mystic products are specially formulated to meet your demands. Mystic Lubricants, ride with us. For a look at their full range of top-quality products, visit mysticlubes.com. That's M-Y-S-T-I-K-Lubes.com. Hey folks, welcome to episode 55 of the Machine Repeat Podcast. I apologize, I know it's been a while since we talked last. Uh, uh, just, boy, the end of 22, early 23 just got crazy busy. Um, and just to give you one little uh, cool bit of news, uh, on our Machine Repeat business, things have really been happening. We have a new CEO of Machine Repeat. Actually, it's my uh, brother Eric, Eric Peterson. He has over 30 years in the business. Uh, not saying it because he's my brother, but uh, he's a <laughs> my brother is a very sharp guy, and uh, I am so happy to have him on board with us here at Machine Repeat. We've been really seeing some exciting things happening um, across the board, and uh, boy, in terms of the market, uh, used equipment market has just been unreal. Uh, we'll t- get into a little update on that in a second here, but I think you're going to enjoy the show today. Uh, I want to provide a little something different. Um, I'm I'm asked occasionally to speak to young farm groups, young farmers. You know, hopefully words of wisdom, all this gray hair I've accumulated over the years. But uh, I recently I spoke, our friends at Compere Financial, a, a branch of farm credit uh, here in Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, great organization. They asked me to come speak to their young farmer group in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, and had a great afternoon. Met so many nice young farmers getting their start. And I just want to share, you know, a few of my tips, little bits of wisdom, hopefully, something to chew on anyway. And then also big news. So we're going to introduce you to a new auction company, Merit Auctions. Uh, Coming together, just getting online here, getting rolling. Uh, Three guys that I'm sure most of you probably know from the auction and equipment space over the last couple decades. But uh, Zach Heiner, Jim Huff, and John Probasco, uh, combined over 100 years in the business, uh, have started Merit Auctions. They already have 10 sales booked, including four machinery auctions and six farmland sales at uh, MeritAuctions.com. So we're going to talk to the guys about their new endeavor and specifically a couple of sales they have coming up. One big sale, February 28th, for AgPro. very large John Deere dealer out of Ohio, Georgia, and down into the southeast. A fantastic dealer there. Um, so we're going to talk about that. And um, again, before we hop in, just a little market update. I mean, I, I've said it here recently, folks, but I literally, I've, I've kind of run out of adjectives at this point. The market is so hot. Um, there was a lot of thought when the calendar flipped to 23 that uh, things there would have to be a just there would have, we'd have to hit the pause button <laughs> because honestly the end of 22 was so crazy for auction pricing use farm equipment and construction equipment um, with the huge push year-end tax buyers uh, but honestly I'm here to report the opposite has happened and values have gone higher here early in January 23 and the first half of February 23 now over my 33 years, well, before I get into that, you know, when it comes to why use values are continuing to go higher, you know, you you hear people say, well, it's all inflation. And I understand that sentiment 
but it's inaccurate. It just is. It's a piece of it, but the underlying forces we, we've been talking about for a long time now, that's what's driving the bus. So in terms of new farm equipment, the supply chain issues are lingering and significant, whether it's computer chips or shipping. Uh, you know, some of the manufacturers had labor issues, uh, you know, whatever, swirl it all up. And a lot of this new equipment, you still can't get it. You pre-order it, it's, a, it's gone. Let alone the fact that the price increases on new equipment have been numerous and significant. Now, with good reason, with all these issues the manufacturers are facing, but nonetheless, skyrocketing price of new always tends to drive, you know, farm equipment buyers back into the used market. Well, as big an issue as the supply chain mess has been and lack of availability of new equipment, even a bigger issue in my book is the historic low level of inventory on dealer lots. And we just haven't seen this. And so it's continued to make the used farm equipment market all about availability. And the bottom line truth there is whenever any market's about availability, then price becomes unhitched. And if you follow my reporting, whether on social media, YouTube, TV show, radio, blogs, whatever, you know it is what it is. Now, the surest uh, proof of that I can give you is the fact, if you go back over my 33-plus years track on auction prices, when the used market has been at its absolutely most heated, every time in those instances in the deep south, I would start to see auction prices on par with the Midwest. I mean, you know, just as hot. And boy, that is what is happening now. In fact, as I'm recording this uh, for this podcast, uh, it is, what is today? The February 13th, day before Valentine's Day. Two days ago, February 11th, I was down filming an auction in uh, Lewisburg, North Carolina for our TV show. And those episodes will be airing here, you know, probably about as you're listening to this. Uh, It was a sale by E.B. Harris, a great auction company down there. EB and his son Shane and crew do a fantastic job. And the sale was for Edwards and Foster Farms, very highly respected farm operation. I, I was told that going down there, and boy, you could sure tell from talking to people. And by the way, this was an in-person auction, and it was a humongous crowd. And in fact, it felt like pre-internet days. It was, honestly, it was kind of fun. There was so many people there. But you want to talk how strong prices were? Well, how about a 2011 John Deere 9870 STS combine with 1,430 engine hours for 172K? No heads. 172. Uh, That's the highest auction price on a Deere 9870 STS in eight and a half years. And again, coming out of North Carolina. Same sale. (laughs) You want to talk pre-emission trucks? How about a 2001 Peterbilt 378 with a Cat C15 diesel, 578,324 miles on it? Now, I wanted to film it, but when I, whenever I go into the southeast, I tell you what, the people, it's they're so nice and they're so open. Uh, I, I visited with so many folks at the auction Saturday. It was just nuts and a great time, but I got talking to three, four guys on a machinery question. And meanwhile, the Pete was selling across the way 
and I could hear, I could just hear the commotion rising. And then I heard sold, 102,500. Unbelievable. And again, that was an 01, 578,000 miles. And then uh, just to the just down the line from that, they were selling a pair of Timpty 40-foot grain trailers. And, of course, same deal. Grain trailers, hot as can be. Can't get a new one. Uh, can't find a good used one. So they had a 15 and a 13 model Timpty 40-foot selling choice. First one, boom, sold 47000 And, yep, buyer takes both, forty-seven k. So that 13 mile, that's 10 years old. Hard cash, 47 k so that's what I mean. The market here in early 23 has gotten, it hasn't backed off at all. It's actually got higher. Um, and on the tractor line, they had a John Deere 8130, uh, 9,559 hours on it. So over 82.5. And folks, when you go to machinerypeat.com, and please go to our website, all the auction prices we compile are there for free. We want you to go look. Okay, and there's search filters. So you can punch up John Deere 8130 tractors. There's a zillion of them sold. Now on the filters, you can go out there and type in 9,000 hours on up to infinity and then hit search. And then you can filter by the highest prices first. What you're going to see before Saturday, the highest auction price ever on an 8130 with over 9,000 hours was $60,001. And it was December 31st of 2014, eight plus years ago. And again, Saturday in North Carolina, it brought 82.5. Uh, now, if you're looking for an 82.30 and you go shopping at machinerypeat.com, which we thank you for doing so, there's not that many out there. Um, and again, uh, the sale was just tremendous. Uh, they had a John Deere 6700 sprayer. Just under twenty eight hundred dollars go for seventy seven five third highest auction price ever. Um, so that was North Carolina on Saturday. Now the day before, again just to show you how hot the Deep South is, there was a uh, farm auction in Hamilton, Mississippi, by my friends at Clayton Auction Company, Jamie Clayton and the team down there, fantastic bunch. And this was a sale I think for Thompson Brothers, kind of a closeout line. And they had a John Deere 8410 tractor, 4,559 hours on it, sold for $134,330. Uh, when you figured in the buyer's fee, fourth highest auction price ever on an 8410. Um, and by the way, I think the highest, the record price we just saw back in December, I think it was like 141 or something like that out in Ohio. Uh, same sale Friday uh, the 10th, February 10th in Hamilton, Mississippi, had a John Deere 8310R. 2,807 hours on it, went for 223,960. And here again, if you go to machinerepeat.com and punch up John Deere 8310 uh, auction prices and then filter by the hours, you're going to see that, you know, 223,960 is the highest auction price ever with over 2,500 hours. And the previous high was 206. So there again, you're, you're almost 18,000 over the previous high. And again, that was on a Mississippi. So that's how hot the market is. Uh, just unbelievable. So now let's pivot, folks. And I'll just, again, a few words of advice. Machine repeat, gray hair, words of advice for young farmers. And again, this is from my uh, uh, kind invitation from our friends at Compere Financial to speak to their young farmer group Uh by the way, check out compere.com, C-O-M-P-E-R, 
P-E-E, two E's in there, R.com. Again, Branch of Farm Credit. Uh, I appreciate the folks there, the way they give back to local rural communities. Uh, they're, they're quiet about it, but they, they give a ton of money back, and they put on events like this for young farmers. So a big thank you to them and shout out. And again, uh, just some of the things I shared, not so much technical you know, I have no game agronomically. Obviously, my head's been in the machinery end all these years. But I think there's things I've learned over the years, I think, that can be helpful. Now, one is the theory of opposites. So I think the world we live in, we get all tied up in what's happening now. And none of us, or most of us, don't tend to look beyond our nose. Now, that's not good business. You get too tied up in the now. So the theory of opposites basically is, is to train yourself and as a young farmer to be just train yourself to think this way. That when you know s- sectors like the ag economy, they f- they go up and down severely, right? Well, as you're able to be aggressive when other people are pulling back I mean, honest. I mean, honestly, that's that's your opportunity to make your fortune. It's a human thing. Um, for example, right now, as the stock market has cooled off over the past whatever year or so, and you hear people, oh, you know, and I understand it's no fun to lose money, but if you do have a long-term focus, seeing a market drop is a good thing. You know, everything's on sale, so people want to bounce and on emotion and, and tap out, they're all afraid. Hey, cool. Hey, that's just, you know, I'm getting more shares at a lower price. Now, again, the, the trick here is a long-term view. And as a young farmer, you know, you have a lot of obstacles. Um, nothing is easy. But you do control your mindset. And I, I relayed when I was talking to the young farmer group in person there in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, I just tried to be honest and I, you know, I said, hey, when I was starting out 33 years ago, um, I had a lot of people tell me no. I remember I applied for a home loan and was first lender we went in and said, well, no, you just have this small little business. They quoted a stat, which I'm quite sure was true. X number of small businesses fail within the first two years. Therefore, we can't loan you any money. And I understood it, but... (laughs) I, I'm a quiet guy, but I'm I'm competitive. And when someone tells me no, it's like, well, you you can stand off on the side and watch, just watch what I do. Now, my wife Jackie uh, consoles me or teaches or has been helpful to me over the years. Like, and I understand it's it's maybe not um, uh, how to say it's not a very likable trait that competitiveness in me that kicks in. But I know where I want to go whether it's my business, my personal life, whatever, and I'm going to get there. That's just all there is to it. I'm going to do it the right way. But again, you know, that's that's born out of a long-term vision. Now, it's going to be super hard. And I told the young farmer groups, I said, hey, I, I had two part-time jobs for four years back in 1991 to 1995. I had two little daughters, and the business of Machine Repeat was growing, but it wasn't making enough money. So hey, you do what you got to do. I had two part-time jobs. I loved them. It helped me a lot. One was a writer for the local newspaper. Uh, actually, both involved uh, newspapers. 
loved it, and you just keep smashing forward. But again, if you can train yourself, the theory of opposites, I guess the other example I share is when any market, when people start talking about it like it's a sure thing, man, oh man, you better run the other way. Because that, you know, timing is, is hugely important in life. So, you know, getting your powder dry financially, so to speak, so that you can be aggressive when others are pulling back, that is hugely powerful. And I shared an example. I said, told the young farmers, you know, I wrote a column for Farm Journal back in December of 2015. So if you wind your head back, commodity prices fell in spring of 13. And in terms of auction prices and used equipment values, you know, people say, machine repeat, all you ever do is talk about record prices. Well, no, <laughs> I've been doing this a long time. And back in 2014 and 15, there, there weren't any record prices. Auction prices were tanking 15 to 25% year over year on late model equipment. I was reporting on it day by day, same thing. That's, that's what it brought that day. But by the end of 15, I could start to see the auction prices were, they weren't dropping anymore. They were, they were leveling off. And that's when I wrote a column for Farm Journal. And I, it's, I don't like trying to give strong words of like, hey, do this, do that, because that's not who I am. But occasionally the data is so pronounced, I'll, I'll say it. And what I said then was, as you're able, be aggressive as an equipment buyer right now. You'll never have a better chance because dealers around the country, they were still, they still had an overhang of really nice late model equipment on the lot. The auction prices had bottomed out. They weren't falling anymore. Now, dollars were tight, but the mindset, that's what I'm talking about with the theory of opposites. When things are tough, it's we're humans. We pull in the reins. It's I get it. But, you know, go ask your dad or your grandpa about buying land back over the years. And, at, you know, in hindsight, was, well, of course that was a good decision. But it was dang tough to pull the trigger on those deals. But, at, you know, for the most part, ask them if they want to do it over. And, they, you know, that's what made, it makes, your, makes your fortune or whatever degree <laughs> fortune we're all trying to build. So, again... The theory of opposites, and again, what's tied in with that is you have to think long-term. And that's basically, you know, the number, one of the top things I told the young farmers, train yourself to think long-term. Again, we live, all we all we can see is what's happening today. Oh, my God, this, that, you know, that's, hey, there's a lot of days. And <laughs> you have to have a vision for where you want to go. And again, it's not easy to get there, but... Keep the long-term focus. Let other people start making decisions based on the short-term realities. You work your plan. Now, another piece of advice I had, again, I'm, I'm trying not to be a grouchy old guy, 57, and the air's definitely getting gray or grayer, but uh, honestly, this one, it might at first blush seem like, well, why am I telling young farmers about eye contact and the power of listening but it's the most powerful thing I've learned over 33 plus years of doing this again the world we live in is becoming ever more impersonal and 
particularly young people who can talk to people, who have good eye contact, who are genuinely interested and can listen and interact with people in that way, I'm telling you what, you can write your own ticket. It doesn't matter what field you want to go in, build your farming operation, go into sales, management, marketing, technology. If, if you're good with people, you are going places. In fact, out on Ag Twitter, this was a couple months back, uh, I forget who it was, uh, posted a really good question, I, th- I thought. And they said, hey, what one piece of advice would you have for young people today? You know, not specific to Ag, just piece of advice. And I, I'm on Twitter every day, I'm going through all this information. And when I saw that one, it stopped me in my tracks. I was like, oh, that's a really good question. What one piece of advice would I have? And you know what mine was? Eye contact. And in fact, you ask our two daughters who are now 31 and 31 and 29. Uh, they have great careers, happily married. But when they were growing up, here in Rochester, and I, we didn't have hardly any money, but whatever. I knew where I was going long term, so it's <laughs> working the plan. But when we go out to eat, or we go in a grocery store, or any any retail business, uh, they I did it so often they would they would roll their eyes. I knew I was making my point, but basically. We were grading the human interactions of all the people we dealt with that day. So when we went to the bank to make a deposit, when we stopped to get a hamburger at Burger King, uh, the person at the counter. Now, you have the power as an employee there. You can be engaged in what you're doing. Look people in the eye, tell them to have a nice day, say thank you for your business. Or you can take the easy way and just uh, uh, look down, Look away, don't say thank you, give off a body language and a that just is bad. And unfortunately, and I'm guessing unfortunately that a lot of listeners to this, you may be nodding your head out there at the time, it's like we see too much of that. And it stinks. But when you're young, at really any age, we we control our mindset. And even if even if you're flipping burgers. And I was going to say for seven bucks an hour, but it's like 15 bucks an hour now. It's like, and I wish when I had two part-time jobs, I was making 15 bucks an hour. I was not. Uh, anyway, you control your attitude. And where I'm going with this is, is when you do it the right way, for the right reason, not to be a brown noser, but just engage with people. And, you know, if you're a young person listening to this right now, you might say, machine repeat, he's just an old guy going off. It's like, well, you can think that. But I'm telling you what, I was at an auction two weeks ago. It was in Walnut, Illinois. And it was for Duff Dimmig. And he was a big guy in the seed business, super guy. We filmed it for Machine Repeat TV. And the auction company was Rick Rediger Auction Service. Fantastic sale. Duff had beautiful stuff. But... The thing that really stuck with me was I sat down to interview Duff and he was telling me that, you know, he has two kids just like my wife and I do and they're both very successful. I think one's on the East Coast, one's on the West. They're not in farming. They're very happy, successful. And so we got talking about Duff's farm and he said, well, Greg, we have a young guy that's uh, we've been working with and uh, that's going to take over. And I was like, oh, man, Duff, that's fantastic. Tell me about that. 
And what he told me, this, this is my point. He said, this young man, he said, Greg, there was always, we could see there was something about this young guy. Just as we interacted with him in town, Walnut, Illinois. I forget the name of the local high school, but, you know, just, he was just on it. And he did things the right way, treated people. And, and anyway, winds up working with Duff, growing his, his young farm operation. Now, is that easy to do? Hell no. Can you make that happen? Honestly, no. But what in that situation, what can you control as a young person? You can control your attitude and the way you move about your life and the way you treat people. It's easy to think it doesn't matter and people aren't paying attention. But I'm telling you, people are paying attention. And when you look people in the eye and listen and ask questions and are genuine, Here's the beautiful thing. Right now, it stands out like a sore freaking thumb, and people like it. So, I know Duff obviously liked it and grew his farm operation with this young fellow. And then, I tell you, right after that auction, I zip across the country, and I'm in Omaha, Nebraska. And we're there. I was there speaking to uh, with my friends Mark and Ron Stock, owners of BigIron.com, Uh and we were doing some filming for our TV show. And we were just visiting a little bit. And I've known Mark and Ron for over 30 years. And they built an incredible business, BigIron.com. Uh, you know, just amazing. They started that online auction company back in 2009. They were so far ahead of it. But anyway, Mark and Ron are just farm boys from St. Edward, Nebraska. Columbus, Nebraska area there. And they were, you know, we were just talking. But, but Ron shared a story. He said, Greg, you know, our dad, when we were, you know, maybe junior high or so, uh, just the neighbors, if the neighbors had a project going on, he'd wake us up on a Saturday morning early and go, hey, boys, you're heading over to Bill's today. Got to help them out with whatever the job was. And, you know, put yourself in their shoes. You're 14 years old. You're tired. <laughs> you're you know, you're busy, you got friends or whatever, got your farm stuff you're doing, and your dad tells you, hey, go over there and bust your ass all day helping your neighbor out. Now, what can you control in that situation? You can control your attitude. And Mark and Ron are good dudes, known them for many years. There's a reason. There is a reason that BigIron.com is BigIron.com. And it goes back to those two dudes, Mark and Ron Stock, the way they have gone about building that business and treating people and listening to people and treating buyers and sellers the right way. Is it easy? <laughs> Absolutely not. Does it stand out when you do it the right way? You better believe it does. So anyway, again, you know, think about that stuff. And oh, here's the other thing. Now, when Machine Repeat, if you're a young listener and if you're still with us at this point, thank you for hanging in there through my sermon. But, okay, here's well, the other thing I tell you is I'm telling you, you know, have great eye contact, engage with people. Now, I say that because, and I was the shyest kid till I was 20 that you could ever imagine meeting. That That's the God's honest truth. It just is. Now, when I got to be about 20, and that's when I started to figure out 
the magic of listening to people. I mean, really listening. Not like when you're talking to someone and when, you, when you're talking to them, you can see they're thinking about something else. I'm not, no, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you talk to someone and you, you, you look through them and absorb what they're telling you and you take interest in it. You forget about the other stuff in your head and you just listen to them and then ask follow-up questions. And it is really powerful. It's how I met my wife. It's how I got married. It's how I have a family. I'm a dad because of that. Uh, that was the core of building our machine repeat business, listening. So when I'm in North Carolina last Saturday and people come up and want to talk, and I'm bit, I don't have time not to listen. I want to listen. I learn from listening. It's just this powerful multiplier. So again, even if you're shy, even if even if you're a loner, you know, lean into that listening. It is really powerful. Okay, a couple other things I shared with the young farmers, just uh, from a machinery standpoint, is my rule, my ten year old rule. Uh, so basically, no matter how good or bad the farm economy is, doesn't matter. Once the once equipment, tractors and combines in particular, sprayers, skid steers, trucks, once they get to be 10 plus years old, everybody wants them. The buying opportunity has been in the four to seven year old range. Now, I will say the last two years, that's been out the window because everything has been sky high. But again, over 33 years, if you train yourself, um, when times are a little tougher, uh, again, that maybe I'd say even three to seven year old uh, that's been the best buying opportunity. Because if you can get a good low-hour five-year-old item, uh, you know, in five years, that's going to be 10 years old, and that's what everybody wants. Now, again, the market is a little kaflui now, but the reason it's kaflui is because there's fewer five, seven, 10-year-old items out there. Uh, another little bit of advice I shared, now this is kind of longer term, but uh, it's I call it the machine repeat rule of 12 which is basically whatever your favorite tractor is when you're 12 years old, there's a really high likelihood that's going to be your favorite tractor the rest of your life. And okay, now if you know that, this is my point. If you're a 28-year-old farmer, you know, we don't, you don't have to sit there and wait to wonder what's going to be collectible when you're my age at 57. I'm telling you what's going to be collectible. It's what you loved when you were 12. And people say, well, it won't be the same, Greg, all those electronics and, and the tractors. And, and I smile and listen, but I know that's going to be false. Because when you're 12 and if your dad has a, you know, whatever, a 620 quad track or a 90s, that, that's going to be a piece of you forever. It just is. It has been the 33 years I've been doing this. I've watched it. So, again, if you file that away, you know. And in my case, when I was when I turned twelve in nineteen seventy-eight, that was the year the forty-four forty came out. And guess what? My favorite tractor has always been forty-four forty. Now you can go backwards at machinerepeat.com and our auction prices for twenty-three years and look at the prices on them. And <laughs> it this is almost like clockwork. It doesn't matter what color the tractor is when they get to be. And they get to be older, and you—it's just it just the way life works. That's oh, you're—it's nostalgia. It's the power of nostalgia. So anyway, be aware of the rule of twelve. The other piece of advice I give to young farmers is, uh, you know, talk to your elders. I mean, seek them out and engage them. 
you know, buy him a cup of coffee or a donut. Scooch on over to the cafe booth or whatever. Hey, you know, ask him a question. Just get him talking. And uh, the most I've learned over the years has been from talking to, you know, whether they're older auctioneers or farm equipment dealers or farmers all around the country, uh, you know. And, and here's the other piece of that is, is our elders, they won't tell you, but they liked being asked things and they like being listened to because again, nobody listens anymore. Well, you be the one to listen and you be the one to learn. And I recently reposted a YouTube machine repeat YouTube video. I, I, I posted back in April of 2017. So coming on six years ago when I interviewed a 91 year old auctioneer, Abner Jacobson from my hometown of Benson, Minnesota. And it might be my favorite YouTube video I've ever posted and Abner was, you know, one of the best talkers I've ever heard, but uh, just the genuine and the life advice. If, if you ever have a free hour, just go listen to that video and, and just learn. And then again, realize there's Abners all over. In your community, there's Abners. Talk to them. You see them at a ball game. Go up and have a little popcorn. And, uh, how you doing, Fred? I'm telling you, there's life truths to be learned there, and we're being wasteful if we don't engage them and listen. Uh, and then again, I think as a young farmer, the advantage that a young farmer might have growing up in this digital footprint is just the fact that there's literally opportunity everywhere you turn. <clears throat> and I think one of the truths that I've seen coming out of the pandemic is that, uh, you know, I think the the non-rural folks, uh, there is a, a literal hunger <clears throat> to be more connected to the food we eat, and there just is. And I live in a community of Rochester, Minnesota. It's about 130,000 people, Mayo Clinic, of course. Um, so it's it's rural area, but it's also, you know, third biggest city in the state of Minnesota. And when the pandemic started, uh, there was a little uh, outfit down in Chatfield, Minnesota, called Big Red Barn that was at a milk truck that was delivering milk in glass bottles. And what happened was people here in Rochester, this growing city, heard about it. And it kind of stops in your tracks. You're like, oh, I remember when I was a kid. Or my dad, my mom remembered about getting milk delivered. And we we signed up. We got it. And the word of mouth on the thing, they've just continued to grow and they have... You can get your produce, you can get your beef, cheese, but everything has a story to it. So the cheese, the cheese sticks that you buy, well, they're from such and such. And it's on the website. And again, it's like a talking point. When you, when you have friends over and you give them a piece of string cheese or a glass of milk or something, well, don't, wow, where'd you get that? Again, it sounds dumb, but if you're a young farmer and you start thinking about these things, and then realize what you have at your fingertips in terms of tools to message. I mean, previous generations on the farm, there were no tools to message to the non-farm audience. Well, now, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, I mean, Facebook, your only limitation is your own ideas. And here again, you have to bring that long, long-term focus into it. And I wrapped it up with the Young Farm Group and I told them, uh, you know, everywhere I go, people ask me, hey, Machine Repeat, 
how did you how did you get this started and how did you build this business? And I tell him it was a crock pot. And what do you do in a crock pot? You put some good stuff in there and then you let it cook a lot for a long time. So I knew when I started 33 years ago compiling auction prices, I knew it was a good idea and good info because every auction I'd go to, got dudes were writing down the prices on a little piece of scratch paper and putting it in the overalls. Oh, that John Deere 40, 20, 71 model diesel, 5,000 hours, brought 14, two and a quarter. They jot it down and put it in their pocket. And I watched them do that, and I said, I'm on to something here. I just got to stick with it. And I can't make it happen today, but I can stick with it and know where I want this to be in 5, 10, 15, 20 years, and then just, you know, try to work your ass off and do the best you can and see where you come out. And at the end, when that crock pot's ready and you take the lid off and that aroma comes out, whatever you're cooking, it's good. So, again, that was kind of my message to the young farmers. So now let's pivot again, which I love Machine Repeat Podcast, by the way. Thank you for listening, folks. I love conversations. It's like we're at an auction and we're just talking. I love it. But now we're going to go to a conversation with three of my longtime friends, uh, Zach Heiner, John Probasco, and Jim Huff. They've started a new auction company called Merit Auctions, M-E-R-I-T. Check out their website, meritauctions.com. Let's find out how they got started and uh, what they got cooking. Since 1922, Mystic Lubricants has been providing superior performance and protection for farmers who demand the most out of their equipment. Today, Mystic continues to develop products in real-world conditions that are specially formulated to meet the unique demands of your specialized machines. They provide advanced protection for engine longevity and are the choice of people who make a living working the land. Learn more about Mystic products at mysticlubes.com. That's M-Y-S-T-I-K lubes.com. Hey, folks, I'm pleased to be joined by three of my longtime friends from the equipment business and the auction business. We have Zach Heiner, John Krabasco, and Jim Huff uh, with Merit Auctions. You've probably heard a brand new auction company just formed. Hey, welcome to the podcast, guys. Thank you. Well, well thanks for having us, Greg. We appreciate the opportunity to visit with you and uh, your all your followers out there. You bet. Thanks. You bet. Well, guys... Uh, Again, uh, I noticed on your website, which is merit, M-E-R-I-T, auctions.com, your website there um, made me smile when I saw the line. It says 100-plus years of experience, and uh, uh, go way back with all you guys. Uh, Jim, I first got connected with you back when I was first starting to do YouTube like a zillion billion years ago. Uh, you were with uh, Richard Realty at the time, and... Uh, Yep, I think that's, that's correct. That's been a day, day or two, but yes, that is correct. Yes, I remember. A, I remember a particular very cold, snowy Saturday. I came down, and uh, you were always very gracious, helping me out get started. So thank you for that. Yeah, and, well, uh, we appreciate you having me down there. It was a it, it was a good day. It was a long day, and we had a great sale down there that day in Mount Pleasant, Iowa. You bet. And Zach, of course, we go back. You were with Schrader Real Estate and Auction. Uh, Kicking butt for years, working with my friends there, and and then Jim and Zach, you guys, and John, you were with Sullivan Auctioneers many years. Um, Zach, when did you get your start in the auction biz? What year was that? Um, I graduated high school in '99, and the next year I started working road construction, and I always got laid off in the winter time, so I started helping, started helping setting up hay racks and holding things up on wagons in the winter time, probably. In 
2000 or 01. And then uh, got my auction license just a year or two after that. And I remember Rex Schrader Sr. came to me and he said, uh, why don't you get a real estate license, Zach? And I just, I had no interest in it, but I guess I'm glad he talked me into it. So I think about maybe in 05 or 06, maybe is when I got my real estate license. So been chugging along with it ever since. But, you know, I covered a lot of those, a lot of those miles out west. And that's how I got a lot of my contacts out west was on helping traders with those land deals. Uh, you know, they were, they were big into the land and still right. are very big into the real estate uh, out there in the Western Territory. Right. I always, when you call or text me, Zach, I'd always wonder, now, where the heck is he? You could be in Louisiana, you could be Maryland, you could be California. And, <laughs> and uh, John, you're the same way. Uh, uh, I, you know, got to put a cowbell on you. You'd be out in Maryland or something. You'd be off all over the place. But, John, now home for you. You're, you're down by Centerville, Iowa, right? That's correct. Okay. When did you get your start in the auction biz, John? Uh, well, I started buying at auctions for different different people, probably in the, in the late eighties, early nineties, and, and, uh, and then uh, we had a sale. That I had a sale in, uh, I think, in '04, and had a had a, a good auction company come and do it for us. Then it sold auctioneers, and then. Uh, and I started working for them after that. So you bet. So been them since in the I think two thousand four, two thousand five, sometime in there. Well, guys, again, I, I was looking at your website meritauctions.com here, and you guys just got a ro- just got rolling. But already you have ten auctions listed coming up. I see four machinery auctions and six eggland auctions. Uh, uh, it's you know, no uh, moss growing underfoot for you guys. You're uh, hitting the ground running here. No, it, it really, you know, this this all came together pretty quick. But yet, you know, we were discussing some things, and we, I think, I think maybe about Jim and John might correct me, but I think it was about the first or second week of November we decided this is probably the road we were going to go. And yeah, and then uh, January one, we were off and kind of rolling. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's correct. I'd say that's correct, Zach. And you know, we we just got the ball rolling, and we we've just kind of, if you want to say that, just kind of hit hit the ground running, so to speak. Yeah, let's talk about the first sale you guys have coming up. And again, folks, check out their website, uh, meritauctions.com, M-E-R-I-T auctions.com. You have a fantastic sale coming up on Tuesday, February twenty eighth. 10 a.m. Eastern time for our friends at AgPro, a fantastic John Deere dealer. Of course, a huge footprint all across Ohio, down into Georgia and beyond. Um, Gosh, I lose track how many locations they have. I know it's over 50, 60, something like that, 70 maybe. But uh, uh, big online sale here, no reserve, no buyer's fee, folks. Check out the listing. It's on meritauctions.com. Let's talk about... uh, the sale here, Zach, uh, boy, the, the market has been uh, just you know, hotter than I've ever seen it. And a real buying opportunity here for folks, whether they're, there's a ton of tractors on this auction, planters. I think there's eight planters. Uh, I saw a 21 model deer S790 combine on tracks, 562 SEP hours. Got some really nice equipment on this sale. Yeah, Greg, and, and if, you know, if, if folks have followed their auctions in the past or you followed those auctions in the past, they just – they really realized that this, you know, the auction market works for them. Um, you know, I had a guy call the other day on that combine. And he said, well, why would they sell a combine like that? Well, I said, well, if you're familiar with the auctions they've had in the past, that ain't the first 
one and two year old model combine with a few hundred hours they've sold. It's just a good tool for them. And right. yeah, the opportunity there for somebody looking for that machine, um, you know, we're not super heavy on harvest equipment like we had been in some of their other sales. This is more of a pre-plant and some smaller tractors. They got a lot of smaller tractors down there. Um, but yeah, just a very well-rounded sale though. Yeah. Jim, what do you think when you look at that list of equipment? Uh, again, a little bit of something for everybody there. It's pretty diverse as far as you look in the tractors. I mean, you know, you look at a 2020 80, A400R or, or into the, the A370Rs, and, they're, you know, the hours are decent on those tractors. I, I mean, there's you go into the planting and tillage equipment all the way into the plant or, or the the, uh, the hay equipment, balers. I mean, I think it's got a very, very diverse selection for, for about anybody. Yeah, and I, I, what you said, Zach, kind of echoes with me. When you have a dealer of this scale, AgPro, and really good folks there. I've known Ted Miller, the used manager, for a long time, and uh, we've done a lot of filming with those guys over the years, first-class outfit. Uh, when you have that scale, uh, the auction route uh, can be just a dynamic tool to just basically help them with their inventory flow. Um, but again, no reserve and no buyer's fee. And I, I also saw this, John, your financing on the sale, too, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, guys, but it was 5.9% for 60 months through John Deere Financial, if you're qualified? Uh, yes, that, that, that is correct. Of course, you, gotta, uh, you have to have 30% down to uh, qualify that yep. for as well. Yep. So uh, check that out, folks. Again, it's February 28th, coming up just in a couple weeks here. Again, the equipment's coming. Uh, it's out of Ohio and Georgia on that particular event. Is that correct, guys? Yep. Yep, uh, majority of it down there. They're saying, you know, the Dixie location down there in Georgia always has a lot. A um, couple other locations there in Georgia. But then just basically when you look at Ag Pro's footprint of Ohio, you pretty much got the whole state of Ohio. There's yes. scattered at it. And you got the Washington Courthouse and the London and the, the stores down there in the heart of it. But it's right. scattered over Ohio. And folks, like Jim was saying, uh, quite a variety on the tractors. A 20 model John Deere 8400R, 1,026 hours on it. 21 model 8295R, a pair of 8370Rs, a 15 model 8245R, down through the smaller horse. So got some uh, good equipment there. Now, I did notice you guys have a couple other machinery sales coming up. Zach, one in your area, March 9th in Warren, Indiana. Uh, can you tell us about that sale? Yeah, so that's, um, that's Allen Acres, but uh, a lot of people locally would know the uh, – Hugh Schaefer was the name, which was a Candy that I've been dealing with. That was her father. Um, Candy and her dad farmed together side by side, and her father passed away, I think, back in maybe 2015. And uh, Candy stayed running the farm here the last several years, and I was out there this fall, and she was running the combine, and she knows her equipment just as sharp as anybody. Um, but, uh, yeah, she called me there and, uh, you know, said that uh, I was referred to her by Gary Buzzard and, and a few other people get Doug Gilbert out there I had some sales for and uh, and uh, I told her what we were told her what we were doing and, and uh, she said well, that's fine I'll, I want you to do it so so we uh, yeah got that one up and rolling but uh, the uh, the combine on that sale for the you know for the machine is it's it's that's on the small floaters you run a six row corn head it's low hour 1400 separator hours on that 60 series machine. Um, you know, I think that's going to be a good one to watch for those smaller farmers that, you know, you, most of the machines are going to have three, 4,000 hours on them. And that right. thing's low hour. It's got the small floaters and a six row head, and there's going to be a ton of interest in that combine, but just a nice little legit Indiana retirement sale there. Yeah. That combine, uh, 
I'm with you, Zach. I think that could be a hot one. The 9560, 1,494 SEP hours on it. Uh, I've been seeing those nice 60 series, even the 70 series, uh, little age on them like that be really hot. Uh, nice little uh, 4430 on that sale, too, if I'm remembering right yeah. as well, right? Yeah, and then when, when her dad repainted it, uh, just to, you know, he had that tractor for a long time, but he, he put 44 decals on it, but it is a 30 series, but kind of got something else that are pretty unique. It's got a... Uh, a Great Plains 1300 inline three shank river. Mm. You don't see very many three shanks. Now you can make it a five, but I've had several calls on that thing already from Pennsylvania, you know, East Coast for that. You know, you just don't find a three shank inline ripper like that. It'd be kind of interesting to right. see where that thing ends, ends up and goes because that's even small for here where we're at in Indiana. And planning equipment, did I see a, you were mentioning six row? Was there a six row 7200 deer on that one? Yep, yep. And then what was the drill? A 1535 deer? So, okay. and, uh, you know, you don't, you don't see a ton of them around here, but it seems I sold, I sold two of them here recently. I sold one at the Dane Straits auction last summer. Yep. And, uh, you know, yeah, they seem to have a lot of interest when we have them. Yeah. That's one thing I've seen on my end is six roll. People think, oh, that's in yesterday, but uh, they're hard to find. So they can be pretty hot. Now, guys, I saw another nice sale the next week, March 16th, that you have. And again, folks, hit their website, meritauctions.com. This one's over uh, Fort Madison, Iowa. So, Jim or uh, John, what can you tell us about this sale? Well, Jim, he knows a little bit more about that sale than I do. You can talk about that sale. Well, Greg, that, uh, that's for the Honick family here locally. We're in southeast Iowa. They've been in the dairy business forever. Um, I mean, I think they're second or third generation, That uh, and one of the family members, unfortunately, kind of kind of had some health issues and kind of kind of way too early passed away. So they've they've uh, some of the other family members have had some maybe some health issues so they're gonna they're, they've, they've gotten out of the dairy business a few years ago and uh but uh, that you know that's it's another really diverse sale i think there's eight tractors on there and forage equipment and planting and harvesting equipment so on and so forth uh, but it, it like i say pretty diverse auction on that one as well yeah i know one of those tractors jim that caught my eye was that 2005 uh, deer 8220 uh, 5,657 hours. Those 20 series have been, uh, uh, pretty hot, haven't they? Yes, they, they have. Uh, I, I think the hours are right on that tractor. I think it'll for, I think it'll sell pretty well. I really do for, especially with that, those hours on. Now, John, let's talk about some of the land you got coming up again. Uh, six land auctions coming up, uh, the next month or, uh, is that all within the next maybe six to eight weeks? I guess I, I, I didn't catch the date on the last one listed, but, uh, can you tell us about some of those sales? Uh, uh, most of those sales are in, in, in uh, South Iowa, if you will, Appaloosa County. Uh, just a little bit of everything. We're selling some of the best farm ground for that part of the world, and we're selling some highly improved pasture ground. Hmm. So I mean, there should be something for everybody there. And, John, what have you been seeing uh, You know, on the, on the farm land value side uh, in terms of demand and pricing here the last year or so? see the demand going away uh the demand is, is still hot the uh i know there's been, been the talk of uh of this uh interest rate affecting the land sales but uh of course we haven't we haven't had any sales since after the first year but, but we're in the business we watch everybody else's sales i mean it's just what you do when you're in the business we and uh, i haven't seen i haven't seen any week it's 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 staying in there it's strong and then you know, the old, the old saying, we don't make any more of it. So there's people that 
there's people actively seeking land to buy no matter where, what part of the country it's in, somebody looking to buy. Well, I wish, I tell people, people ask me how I got my start and we get visiting and I always tell them there's one thing, well, two things I wish I would have started compiling prices on besides machinery. One is farmland and the other are toy tractors. But uh, the yeah, you're right, John, the folks I'm talking to, the prices I'm seeing for land, uh, I'm not seeing any back off out there. So again, six good opportunities, folks. Uh, some land coming up for sale. Check out MeritAuctions.com. Now, uh, let's just turn a little bit here, guys. I'll go. I'll start with you, Zach. Um, and again, thank all of you guys for your help over the years. Uh, you guys have been fantastic, helping our business and what we do. But all three of you guys, every time I see you, you're smiling. You're working your butt off, but you're enjoying the heck out of it. Now, Zach. I tease you, and I, I say, I don't know if I know a guy that drives more miles than you do, but uh, and this has to be pretty exciting. Uh, your years in the auction business, now here you guys off uh, starting your new venture. Yeah, um, you know, like I said, it was, uh, was kind of unexpected to all of us, but uh, now that we're, you know, got to, got going, get our feet underneath us here, and just just like anything else, I think I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity for us. Um you know the the building the the business is all about relationships, Greg. You know that, um, and if I've learned that, um, Gene Klingerman that I used to work with the Schrader's, I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna give Gene that credit because I mean Gene taught me that a long time ago. And believe it or not, I mean Jim and John will tell you I'm terrible with sending emails or replying to emails. But when I get on the road and I I don't listen to the radio, I call people and think I haven't talked to him in three months and catch up with him, but. You know, just when you think that uh, you'll never go back to an area, six months later, somebody will call you and, hey, so-and-so told me about a sale. So it's, you know, it's, I'm not up on the technology like a lot of the people are. I always say I can hire somebody younger to do that. But, I mean, it's it's definitely about the relationships to me. And that's that's one thing that it just absolutely I've been blessed with in this business is just relationships. And you'll get a phone call and you kind of kind of think, well, I haven't talked to that guy in six months, but he just told his neighbor about a sale you had five years ago for him. And you're back on the road to Imperial, Nebraska, or, or yep. Scotts Bluff, or, you know, just somewhere you think, well, I'll never go back to that little town. Yeah, well, it is. Uh, you're right, Zach. I mean, the in an impersonal world that we live in, I find the farm, farm sector and farm machinery in particular and the auction business, it's very personal, which is which is a good thing, I, I think. And, Jim, uh, I'll just toss it to you now. You and again, tell tell us, Jim, when you got your start in the auction biz. Well, I guess I'm going to kind of age myself a little bit. But <laughs> I, I Sorry, went, buddy. <laughs> I went to I went to auction school in June of 1983. So if if you figure that up, I'm fast approaching a a, a, a pretty close to 40 years in the auction business. Uh-huh. Um, I want to reiterate. I mean, I've, I've been very fortunate to work with some some very good auctioneers and auction companies over the years. Um, and, uh, you know, I've had a, 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 that's what, what we do. That's what I, I've, I've lived it for a long, long time, most of my life. And it's just a way of life for us. Right. Right. Well, you did start auction school when you were like five years old though, right, Jim? Yeah, right. I, uh. I wish that was true. I, 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 <laughs> I had graduated from high school and went to auction school 11 days later. <laughs> well, that is yeah. awesome. He's trying to get my daughter. He's trying to get my daughter, Greg Gabrielle, and she's eleven. And he's trying to get Gabrielle to go to auction school already. So maybe we'll get her a jump start. She uh, there you go. We just got, 
we just got back from the U.S. Custom Harvesters Convention, and we did the benefit auction out there. Oh, nice. Gabrielle nice. helped and worked the ring, and she did a really, really good job. And and uh, I was actually, I, I, as a matter of fact, I told her dad to go sit down and get out of her right way and let her do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh. so, so Jim's trying to get her started at an early age because he's, he's telling her she needs to get, get down there to, to, to get to auction school. There you go. And, uh, Zach, uh, you made me smile. We were visiting earlier, and again, hands-on, you guys getting the merit auctions up and running here. Uh, you called me, and you were out in your shop. You were actually making auction signs. Did I catch that right? Yeah, yeah, the uh, the rods and the framework to go through the auction signs. I, uh, yeah, I, had, I had a little bit of time before this meeting and before I leave tonight to head down there to Georgia. And, uh, yeah, me and my youngest boy was in the shop cutting and fabricating. Well, there you go, folks. Hands-on, right from the... Right from the top, uh, merit auctions, uh, fantastic stuff. Now, guys, we should uh, we should uh, fill people in here. I mean, uh, uh, of course, these days, you know, so much of the auction biz is online. What are your guys' plans? Are you going to be online only? Are you going to do live sales in person? What's the what do you What's your philosophy? There's been a lot of discussion on this here lately, you know, Greg, over the last couple of years, and you know, the online thing definitely definitely has its place. We know it works. I mean, I, I tell a lot of people if my dad was going to have a sale, that's probably what I would do. But uh, Jim and John and I visited real early on here, and I just said, you know, um, if somebody wants to have a live sale in certain places, certain areas, um, you know, there's definitely still a place for it. We, you know, um, we're not going to tell somebody they can't have a live auction. We know it works. Um, you know, it's it's proven with with internet bidding coupled with it. So we bought a brand new auction chopper and a brand new truck. And if you know somebody wants a wants an auction and wants more of the event and then have all their neighbors there and have the lunch, we're more than willing. Not going to tell them that we're not going to do that for them. So you know, but the uh, the online thing, like I said, we know we know it works too. So we're gonna we're gonna probably offer about uh, you know any 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 setting of auction back on the live sale, even at the real estate sales you know we can do them online or if we want to get in the community building and do it every area is a little different so zach what you're telling me is there's a chance i can hear my friend jim huff here behind the mic at an auction again because that makes me smile if that's the case <laughs> well we heard him we heard him last week out in omaha at the harvesters convention but yeah i, I think I think the sale there in Fort Madison. I, yeah, so that's, I think, what, that's what I was yeah. going to say. That sale in Fort Madison, Iowa, on the 16th of March, we are going to have a live sale there and, with, and coupled with online bidding, uh, just kind of the setting. And, 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 you know, those folks were okay with that. And, and uh, we, we just thought it was a good thing just to offer that on this auction. Awesome. Greg, it makes, it makes Jim smile, too. He <laughs> starts thinking about that, too. Well, folks, if you, I, I'm, I'm guessing a huge percentage of our audience, you know all three guys, John, Zach, and Jim here. If you don't know Jim, a longtime member of the Iowa Auctioneer Hall of Fame 2014, coming up on, again, not to date it for you, Jim, but almost 10 years ago. Yep. But, uh, no, it's just a joy to hear you behind the mic. And uh, um, But, again, again, guys, as you build out merit auctions here, and again, hats off for this incredible momentum right out of the gate here. But uh, how many employees are, are you up to now, by the way? Well, J- Jim's over there in the office every day, the, you know, headquartered there in Fort Madison, Iowa. But uh, okay. what, are we eight or nine, Jim? And got, got a couple others that we yeah, eight or nine or so. And, and, and we we just we're really excited about the folks that we have uh, on board. 
board. We've got some young people coming on board. We're, you know, we've, we've got uh, we've got a lot of people that's interested in coming on board with us. Uh, you know, they they sure kind of like what they see so far, and, and they they they're we're sure looking for other motivated people to uh, help us build the, build our brand. So you guys are you would be you're open to other folks who are interested in maybe opportunities in the auction biz to give you guys a call at Merritt Auctions. Yep, there's a spot right on the website. They can they can put their information on the website, and then you know, uh, like we visited there. I think uh, earlier, Greg. I mean, there's there's just you know, everybody everybody says college, and everybody says this and that. You know, college is for some people, and if somebody wants to go to college, that's great. But you know, I, I've told a lot of people I I would have never guessed I could have done what I've done and traveled the country and met the people that I've done, and you know, high school high school degree right here and you know, it's, uh, there's just a lot of opportunity, especially some of these young kids. My dad was farming a few hundred acres when I got in the auction business. Wasn't enough for both of us, but, uh, you know, I've been able to buy a couple farms because of what I, what I've been able to do making off the farm. So, you know, for somebody that's in the, in the farming community that would want to get into something like this, there just is a lot of opportunity. Uh, Joey Croy, uh, Joey came to work for us. You know, Joey had been in the auction business, uh, I think he started shortly out of high school, was there 13 years, and uh, Joey came over with us, and, you know, he's, he's playing a little different role than what he was doing before, but he's, uh, he's getting his real estate license and going to be managing some sales and hmm. doing some drone video for us. There's so just a lot of opportunity in this industry, and I think you can really speak for that, Greg, just because you've seen it too firsthand with a lot of folks. Well, Zach, let's run with that just a little bit because you hit on a theme there, I think, that uh, honestly needs a little more uh, – just discussion is, I mean, and college is great, but you know, there's a lot of different paths through life. And again, I, I've just been a huge fan of, of, of you watching the way you've built, you know, your position in the industry and, and how you've done it. Um, what words of advice would you give to young, say a 16 year old kid who loves machinery? Maybe he doesn't have, you know, he's not going to get the farm and that route's not there. Um, what would you tell him about the auction biz? What's possible? Well, you know, the first thing, it's back, like I said earlier, with relationships, but for those younger people that don't have the connections, and I, I preach this to my kids, my 16-year-old daughter will roll her eyes at me all the time, and I, I, I just keep beating this in. I mean, you know, in today's world, they want to text everybody. I say, don't, te- don't text them, call me. I tell my daughter all the time, don't text me, call me. You know, it's just, yeah, just the, the opportunity to build the relationships and, you know, there still is a lot of, whether it be dealerships or banks or attorneys, and, and, you know, we were talking about these Zoom meetings and all this stuff that we're doing right now. But the amount of appreciation for somebody to still just walk in, introduce themselves, say what they're doing. And I think they will be open, open arm greeted, you know, even if it's if it's a dealership or a, a banker that they've never even met before. Just being able to walk in there and look somebody in the eye, tell them who they are, what they're doing and what they're getting started in. And I could just about guarantee them. It might not be a contract signed that day, but there will be some business come from that. Well, I love that, Zach. That's actually, when you said look them in the eye, makes me think of, uh, I just spoke at a young farmer conference for Compere Financial up here in uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin last week. And, you know, I was trying to think of advice to give to young farmers. And I thought this might seem a little weird, but I, I told them, honestly, the best piece of advice I can give to you is again it's an impersonal world like you said zach cell phones are great 
I mean, you guys have a technology facilitate online bidding, machine repeat. We're online. It's all awesome. But if you can look somebody in the eye and talk to them and listen, that skill is unfortunately becoming more rare. So, and I, John, I know you've seen it in the auction business. And by the way, John, I'm not a coffee drinker, <clears throat> but you're the only guy who's ever given me a cup of coffee out in a, at an auction when it's below zero. So I thank you for that, my friend. Uh, but what now? What John? What do you what do you love about the uh, the auction and the land biz? Because I know, again, every time I run across you, you got a smile on your face. Well, it's it's just like just like Zach said. It's about the relationships, and, and I've got friends now from one end of the world to the other just because of this business that we're in. And uh, I was on the I was back in Maryland, Delaware, two weeks ago. I went by and saw some folks that I did sales for out there. And uh, didn't, they didn't know I was coming, but just to see the smile on their face whenever I walked in their bar or walked in their machine shed and, and shook their hand, you know, it's, it's just all about that. And, and I'm pretty confident that they know, know somebody in their part of the world is going to have a sale. They're going to they're going to tell them, you know, look look for us guys. And that's just just because of just just because of you know, like like we were talking, looking in the eye and shaking their hand. I mean, it's it's, it's all about relationships worldwide. Right. Well, hey, guys, I see bright things ahead for Merit Auctions. Congratulations on uh, getting the business up and running so quickly here. And again, already 10 sales lined up. Again, folks, check it out, www.meritauctions.com, M-E-R-I-T. John Probasco, Zach Kiner, Jim Huff, thank you guys for being on the podcast. And I can't wait till I can come down and uh, see you guys in action. Thanks, man. Thank you, Greg. We'd love to have you. And of course, as always, we always appreciate what you do for, uh, for the uh, for all your followers in the agricultural world. Again, thanks for having us on. Well, there you go, folks. Hope you enjoyed the conversation with Zach Heiner, Jim Huff, and John Probasco with Merit Auctions. Please check out their website, www.meritauctions.com. Again, they have 10 upcoming auctions, four machinery sales, six ag land auctions, um, and again, the big February 28th auction for AgPro, huge John Deere dealer out of Georgia and Ohio. A great lineup of equipment on that sale, late model tractors, the 21 model John Deere S790 combine on tracks, I think eight planters. Again, check out MeritAuctions.com. And uh, hopefully, folks, I will see you out on the trail here at an auction or a farm show or farm event in the near future. And again, thanks for listening to the Machine Repeat Podcast.
Since 1922, Mystic Lubricants has been providing superior performance and protection for farmers who demand the most out of their equipment. Today, Mystic continues to develop products in real-world conditions that are specially formulated to meet the unique demands of your specialized machines. They provide advanced protection for engine longevity and are the choice of people who make a living working the land. Learn more about Mystic products at mysticlubes.com. That's M-Y-S-T-I-K lubes.com.